Okay, so today's daf is Samechei in Yoma. We are about 18 lines from the top of the Amud at the two dots uh, on Samechei Amud Aleph, where it says, Ve'od amar Rabbi Yehuda said that uh, the two, and this is what we saw in yesterday's daf, that the Seir HaMishteleach and the Seir Lashem, they are partners, so they're, they're, they depend on each other. So if one is ruined, the other one is ruined. So if the Seir HaMishteleach dies, then you have to spill out the blood from the Seir Lashem. If the Seir Lashem, the blood spills and he's out of commission, so then the Seir HaMishteleach has to be put away also because they, they're dependent on each other. So the Gemara asks, now that's only according to Rabbi Yehuda, because we saw that um, there's, there's another view. Okay. Now, we understand why if the blood spills from the Seir Lashem, uh, then, meaning before the blood is thrown, obviously, you know, the, 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 they slaughtered the Seir Lashem to take the blood, and, um, and at that moment, the, the blood spilled before it made it to the altar, right? So, or before it made it to the Kodesh Kodeshim. So, Yamut HaMishtalech, Nakatilat Eved Mitzvateh, because the mitzvah has not yet been done. In other words, the mitzvah hasn't been, there was never any mitzvah done. You have the blood in the, um, that was collected and it was spilled. So, so no mitzvah was done. And because no mitzvah was done, so therefore the Seir HaMishtalech becomes uh, invalidated and out of commission from the beginning. So the, uh, and Rashi says here that we have a rule that uh, it says the, uh, the it, he says that the, the mitzvah of the blood was not done. And we have a rule of chukah, which means that things have to be done exactly correctly with everything done in the migdei lavan. Everything done with the white garments has to be done correctly and in order. And since you're going to have to bring new blood to replace the blood of the Seir Lashem that you spilled the blood, so therefore you're going to have to start all over again. You're going to have to do another lottery in order to designate a Seir Lashem and a Seir Lazazel again. So basically, since you're going to have to bring a new, since you spilled the blood of the Seir Lashem, he's explaining why it's obvious that if the blood of the Seir Lashem spills before it gets to fulfill its mitzvah, then now you're going to have to, uh, the, the Seir Mishtalech was designated, it also becomes invalid. Why? Because you're going to have to start all over again now, because since you spilled the blood of the Seir Lashem, you have to replace it, so therefore you have to do another lottery, and once you do another lottery, according to Rabbi Yehudat, the original one goes out of commission, so we understand that. However, the question is, Alamet HaMishtalech, Amai Ishapech but why are we upset if the Seir HaMishtaleach dies? That shouldn't be an issue. So Rashi says, so the thing is that the uh, that according to really all that needs to be done that's me'akev and the Seir HaMishtaleach is that it's designated. So what happens to the Seir HaMishtaleach? It dies. Okay, died here, dies there. What they has a heart attack? We don't care why it died. It falls over when it falls over the cliff. Maybe it dies from shock. I don't know. When it, you know, who knows? Doesn't even matter. The point is, it died. So since you designated it, and that the designation is the fulfillment of the mitzvah, so now. If the Seir HaMishtalech, you, so you, you designate the Seir HaMishtalech as Seir Lashem, you, you, the, the Kohen Gadol ends up slaughtering the Seir Lashem, taking the blood, and the Seir HaMishtalech dies. Okay, so the Seir HaMishtalech died, he was going to go out to die anyway, what's the difference? So now throw the blood of the Seir Lashem, what's the problem? 
In other words, there's nothing more that the Kohen Gadol had to do that was ma'akev with the Seram Shalech because somebody else takes the Seram Shalech out. We say it says that Ish Iti, some designated person takes it out. It's not the Kohen Gadol. So therefore, there shouldn't be any. So only things that the Kohen Gadol is required to do are ma'akev. But he's done his entire duty with regard to the Seram Shalech. So what's the problem if it dies? It shouldn't make a difference. Right? That's, that's, and the, the way Rashi says, he says, even, um, that uh, that according to Rabbi Yehuda, we learned even if he didn't do the vidui, it's not me'akev. According, as long as it was designated, in other words, even the vidui is not me'akev according to Rabbi Yehuda, as we've seen another, uh, we've seen before. So therefore, once he designated the ser if it dies, so so what's the problem? That's the that's the the question of the Gemara. So the Gemara says, "Amrei dvei Rabbi Anai, Amarka ya omadchai lefneishem lechaper." That it says that the the Sayyidina should stand alive in front of Hashem to to uh, atone. Ad matai is a kukliot chai ad shat matan davishal chavero. That what it says lechaper it has to be it has to stand up lechaper. Meaning what? Meaning that the Sayyidina has to still be alive until the blood of the Sayyid Lashem is applied. So you're right. You're right that if the Sayyidina dies before it leaves the Beit Hamikdash to go on its. Uh, Suicide mission, you know, uh, you know the kamikaze mission. Before it goes to do that, if it dies before that, yatzayi dechovat's no problem. He, fu- he, he, he fulfilled the mitzvah uh, already, but that's only if the blood of the seir l'shem was was blo- applied to the proper place. If you still have the seir l'shem, the blood collected, and you haven't yet applied it to the altar, so then it, then if the seir mishalech dies, it's no good. It has to be alive at least until chaviro, until its partner fulfills its mitzvah. Then it would be a, they push it over the head. We no, read it. From the, from the, starting from the Beit HaMikdash and then they take it out. No, no, they walk it to a cliff and they put it. Which cliff? I, I, I don't know exactly. Okay. That I don't know. Um, it, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a little far. Um, it can't be that far. We learned it. Now, now, the name now, of the I don't think that that's the name of the actual place because they were in the Midbar when they had the idea of Azazel. So, right, so if, so if, they, if they called it Azazel, that would have been something that they gave it that name probably afterwards. But, you know, not that, they, not that it had it at the time of the Matan Torah because the time of Matan Torah they were living in the Midbar. Right, always the Sir Lashem is first. Right. Yeah. The blood has to be put in the Kodesh Kodesh and everything. And then they send. Now, to, now we learned over there. Um, so it says, it says the word Tanan is not exactly right. Fine. Okay, but this is, this is talking about something we learned in Masachat Shkalim. So this is not related. This is indirectly related to what we've spoken about before. It's going to come back and connect to it. If a community sent their Machatzit Shekel with a Shaliach, and along the way, they were stolen, they got held up uh, at gunpoint, or they, um, or, uh, they lo- got lost. So if, now remember that when the, um, when the Machatzit HaShegel would be collected, so they would do something called Nitzromat which means from the collected Shkalim, they would take an amount which was called the Trumat Halishka. They would take a certain amount into vessels that were then used for the Machatzit HaShegel, and then there was something that was left over afterwards, right? Shiarei Halishka was left over afterwards. That was the part that wasn't used. So, it, so whatever was collected, they would take Trumat Halishka into a container, and at that moment, whatever machatziot shekel were separated anywhere in the world, even if they were on their way there and they didn't arrive yet, they were included in that trumata lishka, right? So if the on the way, 
um, the, this robbery occurred of these machatziot shekel, and meanwhile the chumat alishka had already been done. So that chumat alishka already officially made those machatziot shekel part of the possession of the Bet Hamikdash, because that chumat alishka was done on their behalf. So when they separated out the money that they were going to use, they were separating it out as a portion of all the money, even the money that was on its way already. So that means that technically that money that was stolen was stolen from the Bet Hamikdash, and that shaliach was actually in the employ of the Bet Hamikdash, not of the city anymore, from the because the chumat alishka was done already. So therefore, what happens? The shaliach has to swear, meaning when you have a when you have a shomer that is not liable, so he always has to take a an oath, and he's, let's say he's a shomer chinam. So yeah, in that case. Um, so in this case, he has to take a, they have to take an oath to the Gizbarin, to the, um, to the treasurers of the Beta Megdash that they did not, um, that they were not negligent in taking care of the Shkalim, and then they don't have to pay. And, uh, it's, and if the money comes back, obviously, uh, but, but love, if they had not done the Chumat Alishka yet, let's say, so then Nishbain Shuklin so the thing is that if the robbery occurred prior to the Chumat Alishka, meaning in the Bet HaMikdash they had not yet designated the portion of the money they were going to be using actively. And so therefore, because when they do that, it applies even to the money that's not there yet. But since they didn't do it, so um, it was still really the possession of the Bnei Ha'ir. It was still the possession of the city dwellers. It was not yet the possession of the Bet HaMikdash. And therefore... Um, when it gets lost, it got lost on the cheshbon of the city, and they're going to have to replace it now. So the point is that if the Bet HaMikdash had done their action of Tumat Alishka, they took possession of all the machatziot shekel in the world from that moment, and any, any, uh, any theft that occurs is on the, is on the account of the Bet HaMikdash, is against the Bet HaMikdash. If they haven't done the Tumat Alishka yet, then the theft that occurred, or the loss that occurred, is a liability for the members of the city, and now they have to replenish those shkali. If they can do the accounting, they know they know when it happened that they reported the loss, and they know when they do the tumat alishka. What's the problem? How do you have all the information to get together to do the tumat alishka? What do you mean all the information? I understand. In order to make the tumat alishka. They have to take a portion, you say, correct? Of whatever they have there, they take a portion, and they say they were taking this portion on behalf of all the machatziot shekel that are coming, not only the ones that are there. Right. It's okay. just it's just representative of everything. Yeah. The person accepting it, he's accepting on, on, the, on the behalf of the Tamil Right, but it's right. saying that no. since you sent the shaliach, it doesn't become theirs until it gets there. So it's not hectish. Like right, it's not really hectish yet. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the question is now, what happens though? So where do they get the money now? Everybody pays. Everyone has to pay again. Everybody has to pay. Right, that's a bad thing. So you have to have insurance. Don't just send your machatzit shekel with some guy that you know is shomer chinam that he can just say an oath that he didn't do anything wrong and then he doesn't have to pay. You should have some light. You know, he has to have some you know accountability. It's better to have an insured. Uh, insured uh, delivery. But, yeah. Yeah, usually that's the case. Yeah, usually that's the case. Um, but in any case, let's say the, the thieves find out that they stole from the Machatita Shekel. They say, oh, we didn't mean to do that. Stealing is one thing, but Machatita Shekel. So they bring it back. Or it's discovered because it could have been just lost. You know, they found it. Okay, so in the meantime, the city has already designated new Shkalim to replace the original ones. So now there's two sets. So what do they do? They're both Shkalim. But they can't leave them aside for next year. They combine them with, so they end up paying double. Too bad for you. It goes to 
the Beit Hamikdash. Right. Yeah. Rabbi Yehuda sounds like something the government will want to do. Rabbi Yehuda Omer Olim Shanaba. Rabbi Yehuda says no, it could count for next year. So that way they're off the hook for next year. They already designated it, and they get a credit. They get a tax credit for the next year. It was an overpayment, so they get accredited for the next year taxes. Right. So that's Rabbi Yehuda is a better accountant. If you have a, if you're looking for accountant, you take Rabbi Yehuda. He'll tell you that it's next year. You have a deduction. Right. It saves you more money. Now. Now the thing is, because he says that any obligation that you fulfill this year, if it wasn't able to reach its uh, purpose this year, so it gets pushed to the next year, it's no problem. So then, so that's the, now, so far that has nothing to do with Yom Kippur. But now we're going to see why it might have something to do with Yom Kippur. Because, If you had the power of Yom Kippur and they got lost, and you replace them, or you have the, the goats of Avodah that's talking about in the case where the community uh, under the direction of the Betin commits a sin that constitutes Avodah without realizing it and then they realize it and they have to bring Parvisair. We learned about it in Masachat Orayot. But the thing is, if that happens, and then they separate new ones to replace them, Kulan Yamutu. Rabbi Yudah says all of them have to die, meaning all the ones that were from the original, now that they've been replaced, they became obsolete, so they can't be used. Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Shimon Omrim, it should probably be Rabbi Elazar. Rabbi Shimon Omrim, Yiru ad shistavu, v'yimachu v'yiplud mehem, l'indavashin chata tiprometa. This is a machloket between Rabbi Yudah and the other rabbis throughout the, all the time. Okay, that according to the, according to Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Elazar, and really most of the Chachamim, a communal korban is never left to die. You can always wait for it to get a mum and redeem it for the money. Rabbi Yudah says, no, it's the same as individuals korban. And if an individual designated a korban chatat for a particular sin, and then they, it becomes obsolete, either because it got lost and they replaced it with another one, or for whatever reason, so now that chatat can never be used and it becomes condemned, then the same is true with the communal one. Now, what's the point? The question is going to be very, so amale, so, so what, what's the question? The question is, why don't we just leave it till next year? Okay, we understand in the case of a specific sin, like the sireh, well, that's for a specific sin, but the animals that were designated for korban of Yom Kippur, why can't they just leave them till next year, according to Rabbi Yudah? He says that if they give you, if you have too many machatziot to shekel, you leave it for next year's obligation. Why can't we leave these animals for next year's obligation? Why do we have to throw them away? What's the problem? Okay, you replace them. Huh? It's going to talk about that issue, but let's, not, let's assume it's not an issue for a second, okay. right? So, so, so you just have these animals that, when you have an individual sin, a person uh, broke Shabbat, so he has to bring a chatat, he loses the chatat, so he has to bring another one. The reason why the original one is obsolete is because he didn't do another sin to justify the other chatat. But Yom Kippur, we know we have it every year, so why can't he just wait till next year use it? Same as Machatit Shekel. So he says, Amalei, Korbanot Tzibur Kamrat. You're talking about communal Korbanot. Shane Korbanot Tzibur Kedur Rabbi Tavi, Amar Rabbi Yoshia. We have a pasuk about communal korbanot that Rabbi Tavi explained in the name of Rabbi Yoshiat. It says, Olat chodesh bechodsho, amrat roach chadesh ve'aveli korban mitumah chadasha. New things have to be brought from the new money. I don't want the old money. I want new money. Hashem is saying, renew it and bring new. Don't just make a, an endowment fund for the, you know, like they could do that. They could just make an end, have everyone contribute something. When they're 13 years old, everyone has to contribute their bar mitzvah money to the, uh, oh, I don't know. And then, and then it just, it, and, the, and it pays off, you know, year after year, it, uh, it'll pay uh, for, for, for the lifetime. They'll never have to, uh, they create an endowment fund sort of thing. Yeah, like, yeah, and, and, and it, won't be, it won't be a problem. So it says, no, it has to be new money each year. That's why you can't use last year's korbanot. So why would Hashem care? 
It's a mitzvah because you have to renew your commitment all the time. It, it, it makes perfect sense. It would be like, I told you I loved you at our wedding 50 years ago. Why do I have to tell you now? You're right. You're right. Your wife will say, that's very nice. That's very nice. Right? Right. It's the same thing. What we say, right? Chazaka. Chazaka. Yeah, he wouldn't get it. We say, we said, Chazaka doesn't change. I'll let you know if I, if I change. It doesn't work. Until further notice. This is a status quo. Yeah, until further notice. That's a good card, right? And then just leave it like that every anniversary. Please refer to my card. <laughs> Leave it again. Yeah. Anyway, so that's good for the Sa'ir. Why? Because the Sa'ir is a communal korban, right? The Sa'ir is for community, but the power is only of the Kohen Gadol. We learned it comes from the money of the Kohen Gadol, right? The personal korban. So, what's the, why would the power not be able to be, keep it till next year? And the power has a three year shelf life. You could be up to three years old. So, what's the problem? Okay. So, it says, power atu Sa'ir. We make zera power atu Sa'ir. Right, we'd make a gzerah, but if you if you use the power from next from last year for next year, maybe you're going to do that with the seir too, and it won't be good. So therefore, we say you don't use any of them. Omishum gzerah yamutu, you're going to leave something to die and be wasted, destroyed, just because of a gzerah. And even what Rabbi Tavi said in the name of Rabbi Oshia is only a mitzvah. You don't need to make a gzerah for that, that the, that the korban has to come from new money. It's not even me'akev, it's just a mitzvah. Because Rabbi Yudah said in the name of Shmuel, it's a mitzvah to bring the new korban from the new money. If you bring it from the old money, it's still good. What's the big deal? He's missing a mitzvah, right? So it's, it's only the chatechila. You're going to make a gzera. The power has to die. They say, well, why do you have to go so far? So, Because obviously, if we know that we have the sirim here, the sirim were designated for Seir Lashem, Seir Lazazel, right? That goral does not work for next year. Meaning it only works for that year. And it got lost in between. So it, it doesn't it doesn't hold for next year. That's the reason why. So it says okay, v'naiti v'nagril. So so bring it and let's do it again the next year. What's, so that doesn't answer the question. If they're de- they were de- the designation expired, okay. So renew it. What's the problem? So it says no. Maybe people will say that it worked from last year's goral. So what? So First of all, that only is a good answer for the seir. Because only the Sa'ir has Goralot, right? Right? Only it has a lottery. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to have a good answer for the bull. para to Sa'ir. So again, you're going to say Gzera. It's a Gzera that if we use the power from last year for this year, you're going to also think that the, the Gora that was that established last year's Sa'irim will work for this year. So then the question is, so the thing is, they're going to go that far, let the animals die because of a that maybe people are going to say that the girl from last year works for this year. I mean, it's going very far. The real issue is it's a that maybe you'll come from this to the, really the main focus is not on the Seir, but on the power. Mm-hmm. And the concern is that if you allow the power from last year to be used for next year, maybe you'll allow a chatat where the owners died. Because what, maybe some, because sometimes the Kohen dies in between. 
right? And then you have, oh, we have the power from last year. You won't realize you can't use the power from last year because it's, because it's an individual korban and the Kohen Gadol died. Meanwhile, you can't do that. So since there are some situations where the Kohen Gadol does not survive to the next year, he might be old, he doesn't live. So therefore, you can't keep the power around because it's an individual korban and maybe he's not going to live. Ha, tenach power that only makes sense for the power, but sayur ma'ikalamimar won't work for the sayur. So we're going to say gzera sayur atu power. Again, you're going to say it's a gzera, but umishum gzera yamutu. You're going to say that because of a gzera, you're going to leave these animals to die. It seems very far stretched. We're worried that maybe the Kohen Gadol will die in between one year and the next, and they're going to accidentally bring the par. And because they might accidentally bring the par, we also have to say this, the seirim. I mean, it's too far. The concern is about a chatat that passed its year. Now, normally, if an, a, a chatat can only be within its year, if it's a year, if it's past a year old, so now it's no good for a chatat anymore. Okay, so that and that's true with the seir of Yom Kippur also. Right, so the, so if that's true with the seir of Yom Kippur, maybe we'll, so the Gemara says gzera. He What are you talking about? It's a gzera that maybe the year will pass. It is. It did pass its year, like you were saying. It passed the year already. It actually passed the year because obviously it's literally a year later if it's the next Yom Kippur. We could still salvage it based on what Rabbi said. The Daniel Shanat Mima. Uh, that the Now this is talking about the halacha, right? It's talking about the halacha of bate um, arechoma. That there's a, there's a halacha that we learn in uh, the in parashat bechukotai or parashat bahar bechukotai that uh, that um, that if the uh, it, if the um, uh, that if you have cities, normally if you sell land, you can always redeem it, right? But if you sell homes in walled cities, then you can only, you only have one year to redeem the house back. If you uh, if you pass a year, you can't redeem it back anymore. In other words, you reserve a person who sells their ancestral land always has the right to redeem it back from the pur- purchaser if they want to pay the money. They have to leave it with them for a certain amount of time. The Gemara talks about it. they have to leave, let them at least have it for some time because they bought it, right? So you can't just take it right back. Even if you come into money right away, you can't take it right back. But you can eventually t- you eventually have the right to claim it back. But batere choma the houses that are in walled cities. Uh, once you sell it, you have a year uh, expiration before you, if you want to buy it back. If you don't buy it back at that time, it permanently goes to the other. Right. So Rabbi is saying 365 days is a year, which means that is actually 11 days longer than a lunar year. Right. The Chachamim are saying, no, it's a lunar year. It's it's miyom liyom on the calendar. So what's the difference? The difference would be... What? Right. So that's the next time. Um, look at the next words. Look at the next time. Um, take a look. Vimnit abra. Right, you get an extra month, meaning you get thirteen months every day. Why? Because they're going by the lunar calendar. Now, what's a chidush? Chidush is that you could have a sa'ir. According to Rabbi, even though you went from Yom Kippur to Yom Kippur, so according to the rabbis, that's always going to be a full year. You're already going to be in the next year of the sa'ir. It's not going to work anyway. But according to Rabbi, potentially that animal could have been eight days old. Right, that's the youngest it could be on that Yom Kippur for that. And a year later, it's still not a full 365 days. It's only 354 days later. So it still has a few days okay. left. It's got a few days left on its year before its yeah. birthday. It could still work for the next year, right? Yeah. So it's going to work. So that works for the Sayyir. In other words, that makes sense in terms of the goat because the goat has a time limit of one year. But the bull is allowed to be up to three years. So you can't use that excuse. 
Right? So then again, we're going to say, We're going to say, Maybe if I keep the par around to the next year, I'm also going to keep the Seir, and the Seir will be too old, and I'll end up bringing an old Seir. Really? Because of Seir, we're going to let it die? And moreover, We don't allow, we don't make a Chatat that gets too old go to die. We just put it out to pasture. We wait for it to develop a moon, and we redeem it. We don't put it out to die. Who said we had to put it out to die? So why should we have to put the Seir to die? We should just wait Till it, till it uh, go, put it out to pasture. Why are you being so extreme? If it's just a matter of getting too old, can I, right? can I cut these you can't. You're not allowed can to put them on. You have to wait. Okay. Right, that's why it always says go to go to. You know they put it out. They oh they they always put it out because they have to wait for it to happen. Now uh, now that, so the Amarish Lakish when you have a chatat that passed its year, we look at it like it's standing in the cemetery and eating the grass. In other words, meaning we can't go in there. It can't be used for a korban. It's like you, like a kohen. He can't go into the Beit HaKvarot to take it. He just leave it and it gets to have the, a very nice that retirement. Right, meaning, right, meaning it's a, it has a very nice retirement. But you can't touch it. You have to just leave it there and it's a retirement. Now, what? But so therefore what? So therefore we wouldn't have, if the only issue here is the Seir getting too old, there's no reason for it to be put to die. Ela takala. The real issue that we want it to die is because of takala, because of the concern that you're going to offer it before that as a korban for the wrong thing. In other words, really, according to this, you could actually keep it around to the next year, and if it's still within the age limit, you'd be able to use it. The only problem is that you might, in between having a korban sitting around for a whole year, is not a, is not a good situation to be in. We normally don't want to have korbanot walking around, because you'll, I, you'll offer it for something else, you'll forget what it's for, you have all kinds of halachic problems, so we don't do that. We don't want to keep it around. Mishum takala. And then the Gemara says, and, uh, and what should it actually say? Not detanan, detanya, says Nebraita, we actually have seen this. We saw this um, a couple of times. Started at the end of Masechet Shkalim, actually, most recently, right? We don't make hekdesh or arachin, uh, which is when you basically um, donate your value or the value of a person uh, to the Beit Hamikdash. We don't pronounce something acherem, which also goes to the Beit Hakabai to the Beit Hamikdash. We don't do it nowadays. If you did it, so the thing is. You're not supposed to consecrate things because you don't have a Beit HaMikdash, but if you did it, it actually could be effective. So what do you do? So therefore, because you, because you, uh, you know, you don't want to leave it around. You, it's like you have a Hekadesh around, right? So therefore, what do you do? Beimate Akir. We uproot the animal. We'll see what that means in a minute. Perot Ksut V'chilim. So if you had fruit, clothing, or other vessels, vessels, you cover, we leave them to rot, meaning we just let them be wasted. Yeah, well, that's next. The word should not be there. You throw them into the sea. In other words, into the Yamamelech. So, right, so the, the, the reason is because we can't have something around the Tekdesh because anytime you benefit from it, you're going to commit Milat, and there's no Beit HaMikdash, you can't even bring it. So what are you supposed to do? What do you do with the animal? You close the door and say, see you later. You know, it's, it has to die because you can't leave it around. It dies, yeah. It's sad. Sad ending for that animal, so don't do it. So now the question is, what's the takala we're trying to avoid? Takala demai, takala dakrava. If what we're concerned about is maybe you're going to take this sirim from Yom Kippur and you're going to offer them in between, right? Afilu kol nami. 
If you're really concerned that maybe we're going to offer this korban, so how can you ever have a case of an animal that you put out to pasture to develop a mum? You should have the same concern that maybe you're going to go take that animal that you put out to pasture and you're going to offer it as a korban. So how can you ever keep an animal around even to wait for it to get a mum then? So it says, Itakala degiza va avoda. If you're concerned that maybe you will shear it or maybe you'll work it, and that's why you're not allowed to keep the korban around, <laughs> same concern about all the cases. In other words, why are we so extreme in certain cases not keeping a korban around? And yet we have many cases where we put the korban out to pasture and wait for it to get a mum, and we're not worried that you're going to offer it, and we're not worried that you're going to work it, and we're not worried they're going to shear it. Why not? So the answer is, Laolam takala dakava. We're really concerned actually that you're going to offer it beforehand. The answer is that when it comes to things that you put out to pasture because you know that they have no chance of ever being a korban, right? You put them out to pasture and it's, you're never going to look at it again. It's going to be like Bambi walking around and eating the grass and have a comfortable life. However, if you, if you have a korban that you know does have the potential to, to be a korban, Right next year or whenever or oh I'm waiting for the Beit Hamikdash to be rebuilt I've made a korban so you you really have a potential korban there so then it's a takala we're concerned that you're going to come to offer it beforehand or to offer it in a way that you shouldn't because it's actually something that you're paying attention to as a korban as opposed to the ones that you put out to pasture that you know they're out of sight out of mind you're not thinking about it being a korban so here when it comes to the seir of seirim of Yom Kippur or the power of Yom Kippur you don't want to have it walking around between now and next Yom Kippur because you know it's a korban and maybe people are going to come and they're going to offer it for a different purpose of a korban in between. So even though hypothetically you could leave it over to the following year, if it's still young enough, it could be offered. We don't want to leave it around on the off chance that you're going to end up offering it for the wrong thing in between. Now, and even this whole idea that we're worried about takala, we're worried about confusion and coming to a mistake is itself a name because we see that uh, we have a, an, an argument regarding Korban Pesach. Because we have one, ta- one writer that says, if you had a Korban Pesach that you didn't use for the first Pesach, sell it to someone for Pesach Sheni. Or use it for Pesach Sheni. Right? If you had one for Pesach Sheni and it wasn't used, leave it for next year. Leave it for next year's Korban Pesach. It's no problem. But another bite that says, no, don't do that. Don't keep it around to the following, uh, to the following opportunity because of takala, because you're going to end up coming to have a, to have a, uh, to, 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 uh, benefit from it, to use it in some way that you shouldn't. Right? So you see that it's a machlok at whether we're concerned about things going wrong in between. Right? So it says, my love, isn't the machloket here really about whether we're worried leaving the korban around for a protracted period of time is going to lead to some kind of a misuse, some kind of an improper use. So it says, lo, the kule alma, either it says, lo, chashina na takala, or it says, chashina takala, it doesn't even matter. That might not be the issue. The real issue could just be the same issue we saw before. That according to the rabbis, the reason why you can't keep a korban pesach around till next year is because it'll be too old. Right. That's the reason. And according to Re- the Rebbe, since Rebbe has the idea that hypothetically, if it was born right before, you could keep it till next year. So say you could keep it till next year. Maybe that's the machlok of the thing to do. Now it says, but that's not true because... 
because it's even true of money for Korban Pesach. In other words, even if you left money around for Korban Pesach designated and you didn't end up bringing it this year, you didn't end up using it this year, so there's a machloket. Do you leave it for next year's Korban Pesach? Or no, you have to get rid of it. Right? Same issue. So you see, lav shimami. Now that wouldn't be relevant to the age of an animal because you didn't buy an animal. It's just the money. But you don't want to have hekadesh money sitting around because maybe it's going to be misused. So, it's saying maybe, but not for next year. The question is like leaving it around all the way till next year is the concern. What do you do about next year? Right? Can you leave it that long sitting around? So it says there we see. Why not? You can't have money set aside for Korban Pesach and then you couldn't find it so you went and took other money you bought a Korban Pesach and then you realize, yeah, why can't that happen? It can happen anytime. Happens all the time. Right? So it happened. So it says, Their machloket is, can you leave something around for next year? Are you choshesh? Maybe you're going to forget and you're going to go buy, uh, you're going to go out to dinner at, uh, uh, you know, at the restaurant with that. And, oh, this was the Korban Pesach money. You took it out of that. You, did you take it out of the drawer that was over there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't believe it. You know, it happens, you know, happens sometimes when you have money set for something and somebody goes takes it or you have food set for something and they go to eat it and they say, that was for this. That was for... So definitely could happen, right? So that machloket and that's what you see. So Shema Mina, that, that is the machloket. Do we leave the money or the korban, even if, even if the age wasn't an issue, right? Can we leave it around till the next year or are we worried some misuse will occur? And so therefore also, basically what the Gemara is concluding is that true that in theory, under certain circumstances with the sa'ir and under many circumstances with the bull, it could have been reused for next year. It could have been. But the problem is that leaving it around and waiting for that <laughs> invites all kinds of other issues, problems. It will be misused. It will be offered for, or used for the wrong thing because you're not just putting it out to pasture. You're actually keeping it around thinking that it's going to be a korban so you might end up offering it for the wrong thing or you might end up just using it in other ways because you're keeping it in your sphere of attention for that year you're not putting it out to pasture so therefore we say don't leave it till next year so the interesting thing is that according to that technically really it could be used for the next year just that we don't allow it to be used because we don't want to leave it around because of the potential hazard of leaving korban around all year round and the same thing would be a concern regarding money whether you could leave the money around so what uh, all year round so what do you 